to pack your mics. We are the Top Chef Podcast from the creators of We Didn't Weep. This is uh, season 16, episode 5 of Top Chef that we were talking about today. The second half of Surprise, it's Restaurant Wars. Oof. So I guess, surprise, it's still Restaurant Wars. <sighs> um, although I think I'm going to talk to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title our episode, Where'd He Get the Banana? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it we searched everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like he produced a drink from the host stand. This was yeah. just a dude who brought his own banana. Which mm. is very smart, honestly. Like, this is not his first time watching a restaurant wars. Well, yeah, I you're do. Right. Yeah, I do wonder about the people who are like, we've been waiting an hour for our reservation. Did you not know what kind of restaurant this is? This is. They just knew how to get screen time, is what they knew. Oh, that's yeah. true. Mm, they were they're loving like, it. They're like Jim with his quips from the stools, like always trying to get the camera over there. Uh, he was he was doing great. Oh, with I that. love Jim. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he said that on the show a couple weeks ago. He was like that. He knows when you're on the stool, you got to get a quip in to get the camera to pay attention to you. Um, yeah, the uh, people waiting in line were acting like they thought they were at a restaurant that wasn't founded an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, they're. I thought they were at a restaurant where the tables were set up for you. <laughs> oh, here's my question. <laughs> yes. Where please. was that goddamn greenhouse? Uh, I, it did seem like in the end it was just green paint and then they stapled a shovel to the wall. I was a little yeah. disappointed in the greenhouseness of the greenhouse. I really yep. want to know what happened with the design stuff because it seemed like something went south that everyone was talking their way around because they kept being like they did the best they could in that situation. And yeah. it seems like they weren't talking about the restaurant wars situation. Well, maybe Blueprint only paid for uh, the first episode. I was I was thinking the same thing. Like maybe they only paid for the first half of the first episode right. and then they were like, you have to leave right now. And they're like, we haven't set up the tables yet. And yeah, like, well, ranch we is care. coming in, so get out of the way. <laughs> Uh, that's so, why they gave a prize is because they felt so bad that they didn't. Oh yeah, su- the surprise prize. Um, oh, was that from Blueprint? They did yes. that was. Oh, oh said, take each. your money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we aren't keeping your money because it's dirty. We're going to give it to the chefs. Um, so the gang is all here, actually. Well, almost all here. We have representatives of the gang all here. Um, mm. I'm in Portland. I'm Alex. This is Megan. Hello. Uh, we have half of our Brooklyn team. It's just Chris. Sup. And if you hear the sounds of a delightful brunch party downstairs somewhere, that's Tanya. Yeah. Um, and Everyone uh, across the nation, there's a delightful brunch party happening right under you. <laughs> there really is. Underfoot. Uh, well, I'm sorry you're not at a brunch party, Chris. Thanks for making time for us instead. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, also, we have, uh, I think, I believe three of our uh, San Francisco representatives, uh, Ezra and Sarah and baby Maya. Hello. Hello. And uh, if you if you hear some 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 crackling, it's uh, it's me eating some some uh, toasted Danish bread uh, with some butter, uh, jam, and cheese. Oh, we are nice. all focused today. Was your cheese wrapped in bark? <laughs> By any chance? <laughs> this is uh, Megan's reference to Harbison, uh, the cheese that everyone lost their mind about in the. Uh, what is that cheese? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We... No, there was a cheese that anyone cared that much about that I had no idea what it was. Uh, I. I'm gonna put this in the show notes, but I'll, and I'll also put it in the in the chat right now for you guys. But um, this is the the fabled cheese. It's a uh, it's basically a, a brie, but it's wrapped in uh, in bark, uh, which gives it its interesting. Ooh, it yes. has like a ring of bark flavor. And the way they suggest you eat it is to cut off the top and then just scoop it out like cereal. Um, this sounds very like, like tree cereal. <laughs> this is our Hobbit cheese. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm interested because people lost their mind when that cheese showed up on their plates. Also, yeah. if uh-huh. you are watching the show and you can't really hear what kind of cheese they said, and you just sort of try to type something in that sounds kind of like it, and I. Uh, <laughs> You type in Harveston cheese. Uh-huh. That has something to do with marijuana. <laughs> oh, fun. And there's nice. a lot of videos on YouTube about it. <laughs> uh, Megan's half-heard Google searches usually end up in the pot industry. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there's a strain for everything. Um, mm. But this, yeah, this cheese was the uh, uh, dessert plate where they were just like, they just couldn't stop talking about how much everybody was like, oh, that's my favorite cheese. Oh, that's the best cheese ever. Um, we should just wrap more things in bark, I think, guys. Like, yeah. Right? Just like yeah. take a lobster, wrap it in bark. Better lobster. 
bark is key. Um, this is the uh, Adrian's uh, dessert. She also had green focaccia, which no one had ever seen before. Um, anyway, and then just know you wanted green focaccia, but <laughs> now you have it. Uh, so to round out the introductions, we got distracted by cheese, but uh, we also are joined by uh, Sarah, new Sarah and Kyle and possibly Woody the dog in Los Angeles. Thanks for being here, guys. Hello. We're just trying to sort out our meal tickets over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do do not touch that pile. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Do not talk to them. You only talk to me. Oh, I did like that. Um, It was interesting to see which yelling I thought was super productive. And Adrian's was awesome. Oh, she she solved every problem that was threatening to arise in those first couple minutes. Except yes. I thought she wasn't. Like, she definitely was, but the energy she had was someone who was past the edge of the cliff. Well, Brian hadn't slept at all and had a weird, like, murder board dream journal about front of house service. <laughs> this like, is how you succeed in life, Chris. I yeah, guess. Every one of those judges was like, I want to see your murder board dream journal. <laughs> he blew everybody away with that. Yeah. I did think that Adrian's energy was very much like like tired mom, tired dad. Like that yeah. felt very familiar. That was like, like oh, that's how you get things done. Like not well, but you get them done. It was very telling that, you know, they, they sort of, you know, even at judges table, uh, Adrian and Brian were like, yeah, the only yelling we did was at each other. And that yeah. was professional. That's yelling. solid. Yeah. You know. Um, there was also some yelling at Nini uh, for touching well, a ticket, which she did not touch. Hashtag justice for Nini. Nini. Oh, Nini. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nini. Yes. All that. However, she didn't touch the ticket. That was proven. Okay. They, they figured out someone else moved the ticket and she got unjustly yelled at for it. Fine. Hashtag justice Play for Nini. Play the tape. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so basically we, we did all the discussion last week of the challenge. It's the, it's the three team restaurant wars. Today is the second half of the double episode. Um, before we, we... yes, Chris. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I thought you paused. I didn't mean to talk over you. I was I was just going to say, should we recap since it's been a week since we talked about this? Like, who's on which team and and what the concepts are? Sure. Previously like on Restaurant Wars. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Restaurant Wars. The difference is there are three teams of four instead of two teams of four. So uh, you've got one team. It's Northeast. They're theme is autumn in new england and mm-hmm. it's uh brian at the front of the house adrian at executive chef and then eric and eddie mm-hmm. you've got third coast which is sort of a gulf coast and just to remind everybody brian is the sweaty tall one with the murder journal who yes. uh, turns out knows what he's doing and yeah. is the best ever at not doing drugs yes and eddie never looks happy uh third coast is uh gulf coast inspired uh it is nini at front of house justin uh not today satan is executive chef then you got kelsey and david and then we've got thistle their concept is vegetable forward uh sarah's at front of house michelle (laughs) is the their concept is inedible thistles in your food whether you like it or not Hope you like spikes. Uh, <laughs> Michelle is executive chef and has immunity. And then you've got Pablo and Brandon rounding out that team. Okay. Yeah. Pablo is That's... in charge of ruining all meats. Yeah. Pablo is in charge of overextending himself. Oh, <laughs> God. You know what the saddest part was? Is then uh, later when... Uh, well, I guess... Okay. Spoiler alert. He's one of those illuminated. He's in yeah. Last mm-hmm. Chance Kitchen and brother asks him what... Or someone asks him what... Posi- I must have been brother what yeah. position he held in restaurant wars and he was like oh i was the line cook and he's like huh interesting they don't usually send those home <laughs> and i was like damn yeah that's it, so I, savage it was it yeah. was it was like it was almost a brandon move because it was not wrong but man you didn't no. have to say it that way <laughs> brandon is consistently not wrong i know no, <laughs> i don't hate it guys i don't know this is like maybe my okay. thing where I'm just loving bullies for some reason in fictional properties, not in real life. Here's the thing. I feel like uh, I have not fallen back in love with Brandon like some of you guys have. Back in love? Um, Did you start out in love? No. Well, you guys seem to have. I have not. I am still staying strong. I feel like we're giving him... He's like just taught us that we don't deserve love. That's what I think. Because um, whoa, he, every, he <laughs> says that lesson way too He says a normal people, sentence. He says a sentence like, "I drove the car," and Megan is like, "Well, that wasn't terrible." And <laughs> I, I just think we're trying so hard to like him that we're no. it, we're, act, we're the, the the balance is still that he says a lot of terrible things. He is also never wrong. So 
I'm not saying yeah, that I like him. Terrible. I'm saying I would not. I would if I was working in a restaurant with him. I would hear the tone, but I would listen to what he was saying. He was a huge help to nor or in the kitchen with uh, Michelle. Like, yes, he totally he, was. I know. <laughs> Like, I, I think that he gave, like, a steadying presence that helped them get through service. So calm. He did. And he's like, Michelle, you're not loud enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's Which not wrong, but point. she couldn't possibly be loud enough. So it's yeah. like... But if you recall last week when he was like, you can talk louder, right? We don't, we don't have to forgive that just because he's not wrong that her volume no, no. is important. I think it's similar to like a Cassandra type thing. He's never wrong, but it's always too late to fix. Oh, the curse oh, of Brandon. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, like, yeah. Eh. When yeah. was it in the it was in the restaurant wars of Last Chance Kitchen that he said something was a little salty uh, yep. to, to Nini. And I was like, listen to him. Forget all yeah. the things he's done to you, but listen to him. Also, Oracle speaks the truth. Cooking yeah. wise, it is super hard to desalt something. Yeah, that's true. If it's true too, too salty, start over. Uh, like, do yeah. Do you, do you guys remember when like when Brandon was like, "Hey Agamemnon, I don't know if your wife actually forgave you for killing your daughter. Maybe you should yeah. go home right now." Yeah, <laughs> we should have listened. And he's like he's pulling into the garage. He's like ready. <laughs> he's at home. It's like, well, it's a little late. I'm kind of here. <laughs> I'm uh, just gonna have to see how this plays out. Yeah. Agamemnon, <laughs> <laughs> you get less murdery, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I can totally get less murdery. Uh, so we watched basically like all of the things that we saw were gonna go bad, go mostly bad. Although overall, my feeling was that this week was less bad than the previs made it seem. Uh, yeah. Tell that to Kyle, who stood up and walked around. When we were <laughs> no, Kyle, was it tell so stressy, more. Kyle? Oh, it was really bad. Like the the experience Third Coast had oh, is God. a recurring nightmare I had when I waited tables. Like it, it's oh, the thing of like yeah. whenever you do something, it goes to the wrong place, and it, it it's just that very specific feeling when you're in the weeds at a restaurant where like you can't get out of it because every action you do digs it further down. Oh, yes. like quicksand. Yeah, it, it's that thing where, like, I, I totally get that feeling where they were trying to rush out dishes, get them to places, and then when they go to the wrong tables, it, like, it takes you twice as far back. I think the key is to play dead. I mean... I think that's the only solution when that's happening. That's how I handle it. I legit have night... I have recurring nightmares where I'm having nightmare, like the worst dinner shifts possible and i just like lay down in my dream saying like this can't be real this can't be real oh no (laughs) so so important question then when that is happening in your dream or in in your real life when you were serving who is at fault the executive chef or the front of the house manager uh or the people who didn't set up the tables (laughs) or blueprint hashtag justice for nini yeah, I, I'd say uh, since it is ruling on dream logic, it's uh, I'm going to blame front of the house because I keep getting sat with tables of more and more people when the oh, host no. should know that I'm in the weeds and not seat me at that time. So I, I'm going to yeah. put that on front of the house. This oh. is, again, in my psyche. Yes. yes. So, side, side note, guys, if you want to have uh, Keanu Reeves describe the same uh, concept of quicksand in very much the same way, you all should watch The Replacements. Yes. Sure. Oh. He, has yeah, a, he has a great speech about Keanu. this. Keanu. Underrated yeah. Keanu. <laughs> is there any other kind? Right. <laughs> now, uh, I just, no, I think real life Keanu is a little bit overrated. People act like he's a god. And he seems like he's just a nice dude. He you mean just like, like a just a demigod, dude. not like a full god? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a demigod at most. <laughs> like Moana. <laughs> no, uh, no, like Maui, sorry. Uh, now, Unknown just dust, sticking Moana. on... Uh, third coast just a yeah. little bit yeah please it was so interesting because obviously you know we're, we're interested in hashtag justice for nini i, I think am, apparently i'm the only one no one else served. has used this hashtag so far well uh, it's in my heart it's in my heart because i really like her and i think she's a great cook uh and and i want to see more from her but like she was also screwed over a, she wasn't good at front of house but she was screwed over by the executive chef Justin, I think. If you look at the way things were laid out, Justin was not working the pass. He was working the line just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like there was not that funnel of information going to front of house or going to the totally. servers. Kelsey was acting as much 
of an expo as anybody else. She was supposed to be on the line. I yeah. thought for so sure, yeah, I thought for sure Kelsey was front of, or was was exec for a while because yeah, she was yelling at everybody. We couldn't figure it out. Like we actually yeah. turned to each other and we're like, who is supposed to be exact in this? And I do I think it was like so if the front of house was disorganized, the trainer, the servers weren't properly trained and no one knew where the table numbers were. That's like problem number one. And yes. I think as that started escalating, everyone just like dove to wherever they saw like a hole that needed to be plugged real fast with duct sure. tape. And sure. like that just made it worse. Absolutely. Yeah. And so no one was handling the business and keeping people in their jobs. So this this is my case for, for uh, hashtag justice for Nini. Uh, number one is the tables didn't show up on time, so she didn't have as much time for training as possible. Sure. Number two, the, the back of this house was a mess, and so she didn't have a chance to uh, like recoup while they solved problems. Uh, number three, that was the restaurant that the judges visited last, so yeah. we so all of their problems had accumulated over many hours, whereas the other places had just as much mess, it seemed, possibly, but the judges were already gone. So the people waiting an hour for a table, the judges wouldn't have noticed that at the other two restaurants. Request a counterpoint. Yes, please. Uh, So or injustice for Nini, what's your hashtag? A pack your mates debate. (laughs) Hashtag justice was served. Uh, Okay. Did the tables show up for Third Coast any later than for any of the other restaurants? No. Or at Mm. least from the edit, there did not appear to specifically say that that was injustice on her versus anybody else. Okay. Also, also, do you need tables to eat? No, you need mouths. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you are front of house, right, you are responsible for the service as a whole, which is, you know, how the food is getting out. It's if there's chaos at the pass, you know, you need to help make that work. You know, and and that's the danger of being front of house. That's the danger of yeah. everybody being front of house. And the fact, thirdly, if if you're third, you have the most time to figure out your stuff, figure out your issues, iron things out before the judges get there. And instead of being able to course correct, things got escalatingly worse for them, which yeah. is uh, which shows that front of house, EC, you know, the communication was bad, but front of house shares a lot of that blame. And so I, you know, like point by point, I agree that Nini isn't the only person responsible for that service being bad, but she's the main reason it went bad. I, these are interesting points. Uh, let's go to the judges. Who was persuaded uh, by Chris and who was on the side of righteous and good? You know what? I think that is a really good point. I think maybe the thing where that I think like Nini herself said was like she just felt like she got the all of the the stuff that went wrong got hung on her instead mm-hmm. of justin taking any sort of responsibility for how back of house fell apart too and i think that's totally fair like i don't feel like she tried to make excuses for herself at all really from what they what they showed you know it seems like she owned it it definitely seems like it'd be hard to have the restaurant wars restaurant work if front with with one front of the house or executive chef being brilliant and the other being terrible it feels like they're always sharing some blame and it's hard to ferret out who is actually at, at fault san francisco what is your feeling on this I, well, first of all, I didn't want Nini to go home. Definitely Nobody not. does. But I kind of, you know, as I were saying, okay, it's definitely going to be Pablo. And is it going to be Nini or Justin? Right. And for some reason, even though I like both Nini and Justin, I was, I just, my gut feeling was it should be her. And I don't know if I could really put words to it yet. Yeah. A combination of what everyone's saying maybe, but yeah, I don't know. It seems to me like she fell apart more or rather did not step it up as much and try Mm -hmm. as hard as she could have maybe i i don't know it just seemed like she was a little more far gone than than justin was i don't think it was like her not trying i got a very like deer in the headlights sort of vibe where like you can see it coming but you just don't have any idea how to fix it because it once the position they were in was a situation where like you can't get out from under it because based on what the servers seem to be doing, where they kept doing things wrong and not giving them stuff they could work with. It, it really was a thing where the problem was a lack of preparation uh, for the people they had. Yeah. And there, I, I don't think there was any way for them to get out from other, under it other than just eat a, an awful dinner service. Did it seem like maybe they had worse servers in there than any other Restaurant Wars restaurant in history? 
Yes. What was Certainly the deal? Certainly, there were more problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, this is gonna, this is gonna sound mean and judgmental. And yes. I don't intend it this way. You think the shoulders were too tall? The what? <laughs> oh, Edmund's shoulders. shoulders? <laughs> Take that back. No, out. they were great. No, I was asking. No, I thought they were perfect. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. What, what sounds well, mean and judgmental? Justice for shoulders. When they've done other seasons in places like. LA and New York and Chicago and Charleston. You're going to places that have like dedicated restaurant communities with like high end servers. And I'm not sure if there's like the number of people in Kentucky who have the level of restaurant service experience that those chefs are expecting. Available on short notice. Yes. Yeah, available. That's available as temps. And not that they're there. I it's the who is available. And also also, to to be a little bit fair to the servers right now, I think even if I were a pro at serving, which I definitely am not, I would maybe get flustered by the whole process of the cameras and the rush and the like chaos. Everybody being stressed thing, out of their too, minds, right? Yeah, like yeah. And it let's, seems like a lose lose for everyone in that. Fish. For sure, and and let's remember they had to hire fifty percent more bodies than any other restaurant wars. That's true. So there may be, you know, in other restaurant wars, we've seen servers who are new, you know, and so X number of servers they're able to get have experience and the rest are new. And if they had to get 50% more people, most of those extra people are probably new too. So it's... they just done 50% like taller people? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that that was an advantage uh, that Brian had was that he's the tallest human to ever live. And so he could see see over all the chaos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a big dude. Um, Um, I have a theory about how one could get out of the weeds in this situation. Yes. So as far as I can tell, like, yeah, they get like kind of like verbally dinged for like, you know, bad things happening to uh, to the, the other guess but no one actually cares that's why yeah, they're not Megan and I were definitely talking about whether or not they cared about what was actually happening yeah. around the restaurant because so, they don't do comment cards anymore no right so if you're a third coast basically it's like like hey thanks for showing up we're actually not going to seat you uh or you're not gonna get any food <laughs> we have one table it's gonna be for the judges that's it everyone else yeah. can go home yeah we uh it once everyone else is seated once the restaurant is seated so it looks busy you just kick everybody out and and also like if the other diners if you just took away the menu and you're like you're getting fish like they <laughs> you the judges would not know no oysters <laughs> yeah. yeah right we're not giving we're sorry we're yeah we had to 86 the oysters like you the judges wouldn't know that you were just focusing on the I'm sure somebody would know and maybe they would whisper to Padma but yeah I do think theory. they have to check in on something since they require that as part of it you know there's so many ways out of this they could have done though because like, okay, think about, like name, name when two they had, more well they had the wrong food going to the, wrong, the tables right or it's like, it's like uh, we're on our we're on our like appetizers why are you giving us dessert and you're like look it's a free meal you're getting dessert now right we're not taking the food back. in the northeast we serve dessert in the middle it's the theme of the restaurant <laughs> yeah the theme of the restaurant should have been bad service oh my yeah. god that would have been really so many things <laughs> That is the classic Top Chef make up the story afterwards. Yes, uh, it's all the naming issue. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the th- thistle is actually, uh, it comes from a German root word that means chaos. And so <laughs> you're actually having the perfect thistle experience right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Put it in your mouth. You'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, the pain is right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What? Okay. Uh, I think probably I want Sarah's opinion first, but like. The tall, pointy shoulders. Is that what's about to happen? Is that currently happening? I don't know. Is that too tall? Is, is it thing? dangerous? They look sharp. Which Sarah? Uh, sorry, new Sarah. Oh, you're, I feel like yeah, you're the, more the, of our shoulder path. pad expert. The, the, the uh, Sarah with a, a podcast about fashion. Wow. I'm so... I should be more of a shoulder pad expert because, honestly, my shoulders are too narrow and it's a pain <laughs> I carry every day. It's, yeah, but, me too. it's an issue. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just happens. But I think they're good. I think it depends on how they are deployed, but if you are a tall, statuesque person such as Padma, mm-hmm. and you're wearing a really immaculately tailored suit as she was, that adds mm-hmm. some like fun visual interest. It's all about how the item is tailored and how the person wears it. That is a thing I have seen pop up a little bit in the last year, particularly with like menswear for ladies so i think we're probably going to see some more of it so a uh, question oh, is ahead. it possible she chose the the 
pointy shoulders as a character choice because she was giving some pointed criticism to a lot of the experiences. <laughs> wow. She did look slightly maleficent. Uh, yeah, she there is a maleficent vibe. She yeah. had purple lipstick. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but then she put on those red eyeglasses and warmed my entire heart. I know. So the, cute. I was a little bit irritated. I was like, you just put on reading glasses and looked cool. Well, How yeah, but dare have you, you seen her glasses on Insta? She's got like wireframe aviator style uh, gold glasses. No, uh, yeah, that's she looks real nice. Cool. A really good Instagram follow if you guys yes. don't already. She's fantastic. I, well, I, I unfollow everybody Top Chef related during the season because I'm so afraid of spoilers. She doesn't. She doesn't, spoilers. She doesn't do spoilers. No, she, she doesn't, doesn't spoil. No, good for her. No, um, yeah, no. I I agree with Sarah. Is uh, if the jacket is really really well tailored, uh, it's a dramatic little flare and because you know it can be about the geometry it can be you know and it's sort of like you know coco chanel like you know throw out one thing before you leave the door she didn't over accessorize it it just mm-hmm. became like that was the statement and then you know and and she didn't have to talk about wait it. that's a that's a famous coco chanel quote is throw out one thing before you leave it's like look at look at yourself in the mirror before you leave and take one thing off take it's- one thing off so don't oh. do necklace and earrings don't do you know yeah huh. it's it's super problematic when i'm just like in my like, you know, my speedo and like heading to the beach. But like, you know what? Uh-oh. If Coco says it, you got to do it. Hope I, you wear goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'm losing you're just my in goggles. You're ready to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You come out wearing just the goggles, and uh, Sarah's mad at you, and you're like, but, but my eyes get hurt. It's weird, guys. Like Who the beach is I'd always be a mad. private beach. I don't know how. Yeah, no one ever like swims with me. <laughs> I was just trying to think. I don't wear like yeah. I don't know if I have enough accessories to throw one away. It's gonna, it's the the trash can by our door is gonna have a lot of sweatshirts. <laughs> it's become cool. sentient soon, like uh, like in the Pixar short. Nope. What? All right. Well, everyone wants all the Pixar shorts and get the reference. <laughs> okay. Oh, the pile of clothes one. Yeah. Yes, it's good. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's good. Man, what if they made a really really bad short? That would be weird. <laughs> Oh, you like Bounden? I did like I Bounden. Did like Bounden. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I I got you're right. You're right. The Bounden takes. was like they were trying to make a bad one. <laughs> I thought it was still fun, but man, yeah, they were definitely shooting for the crappy uh, short on that one. All right, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> so I guess so. Restaurant Wars wraps up. Nini is eliminated along with uh, Pablo, and no one has been uh, calling for justice for Pablo because. He made meat that didn't disintegrate if you f- as it fell from uh, the building. Um, no, what what Nilu said was if you drop this out of a tall building, it would hit the ground and bounce. It wouldn't break apart. It well, was no, super that's tough. That's what she meant to say, but then Padma had to save her and say that it would bounce because she said it would not break apart. Uh, yeah, which yeah. Well, made it was a short rib. You want a tender fall apart short rib. And instead, it got something that seemed to have the consistency of a fillet, which with yeah. a piece of short rib is, I mean, that sounds like another nightmare I frequently have. <laughs> yeah. But but to Pablo's credit, did he maybe discover like an extra kind of like, I don't know, like padding for people who are falling out of buildings? Mm. A, a new sort of heat shield. It's a meat shield. Oh. You know, he's going to help ace his kid's egg drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Pablo's going to show up on Shark Tank and says, Sharks, I've come up with an innovative way to pad your shoes. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. steak certs. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, was this the technology behind Bounden? Right? Because he jumped really high. <laughs> That's why he's able to land so, so nicely. So that he had yeah. the big steaky feet. Well... <laughs> It's sad, uh, but uh, that them's the eliminations, um, and then the winner is Brian, and then everyone on Team Northeast gets a surprise $10,000 from Whoa. Blueprint. The yeah. I'm sorry money from <laughs> Blueprint. <laughs> to buy their own tables and put them in whatever order they want. Um, I like well, I'm glad... I'm glad they've got straight cash instead of like a $10,000 Blueprint credit. Totally. Yeah. You get you get ten thousand dollars in uh, white garden tools attached to your wall, <laughs> but no tables. No tables. But I actually really like the thing about this. The money was that they didn't tell them in advance. I liked that it was a surprise. So yeah, they got like watching their joy when they were like, "What? Ten grand? That's uh, that's actually the right way to incentivize people." It turns out, like like for reals in business, uh, like a, a like yeah. Well, no. 
so money that you don't know about though so Solid, it's like basically Sarah, that's a good point uh people do the work largely function based on the fact that you're paying them okay yes but for like bonuses and stuff um it's better to have people be basically like like now that you did this you get this instead of like hey if you do this you'll get this people um generally they they think more expansively if they aren't actually kind of like tied to like the monetary goal to begin with is Uh, that true with children as well i would assume which are just tiny uh, business people nothing works with children (laughs) oh man Man, you guys make parenting seem so much fun um (laughs) sarah just came back from changing poop that's great i recommend it <laughs> that is the uh, elimination challenge, and then of course we got a little bit of a coming up next week where uh, Padma has uh, a bob haircut, and everybody's dressed like it's the twenties. Can't wait! Yeah, she's in her breast in her best uh, frimy uh, Fisher. Okay, can I give? I don't a, know what that is, uh, but I like it. Oh, Miss Fisher's murder Ma- mysteries. Uh, Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. Oh my god! Thank I'll, I'll you. watch I all of it and get the you reference. guys would know about it. I knew yes. you guys would get it, to It's Fisher. Australia in the twenties, and she's a lady detective. Oh, and it's, it's very. I think they're sort just of called like, detectives. And it's the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a. It's the lady from the Babadook who is wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, in Game of Thrones, she was also the the yes. older actress. Oh, uh, okay. The nope. one who who played Cersei in the play. Great. Now I have to watch two movies and three seasons of television to get this one reference. And they're all good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they are, but, but this is a lot of work. Almost definitely a wig on Padma, right? She didn't. Oh, for oh, sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's why I brought it up because uh, Miss Fisher, it a wig. Sure. <laughs> it a wig for sure, but it's that wig is really another character. Uh, anyway. Very excited about that. I believe we have a very small. Uh, uh, episode of megan's mailbag today it's really more of a satchel uh megan what's in your mail satchel today um well (laughs) i think there's one very important uh tweet to start out with if it was up to me yeah well it's not because but if you want it to be up to you then you can go ahead and read it No, no. No, I just it's just um it's I I believe that positive feedback is like an iceberg and that even though only one person has tweeted their their uh love of the old ding 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 song, it's really everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alex, if you want to bring I, it back, you can bring it back. Justice for Ding Ding. <laughs> there, I yeah. actually had a. There was a moment watching either Last Chance Kitchen or like the end of the episode where they got into like. I was thinking about they got into like the old Top Chef melodies that have like weird bad sounds in it, and I was like, was the Ding 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 song like an homage to Top Chef's like weird bad soundtracks? It really wasn't, but I like that idea. Um, the our our theme song is obviously uh, lifted from the MySpace page of the band that wrote the Top Chef theme, but obviously, um, but the. Uh, uh, the ding sound came from Chris used to have a like hotel uh, bellman desk bell. It still does. Oh, amazing. Um, so Chris used to be in charge of it. And then uh, when we were cha- when we changed around the order of hosting at one point, I had to go find my own and I searched for a ding sound effect. And the first thing I came up with was this insane song <laughs> and I liked it yeah. and it was oh. controversial. But in hindsight, people miss it. So we'll see if it makes a comeback. Yeah, at Chica528 says, every time you do the new sound, I still hear the other one in my head. Yeah, that's, so. well, that's I guess that Stockholm syndrome. doesn't sound like a good thing necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> now that I read it. The other one. That's pretty neutral. Um, guys, it's haunting. Do you, do you, that's a haunting thing. Do you think there's maybe actually like a last chance sound effects where it's like all the, the like uh, deleted sound effects are now finding out to get back on the show? Oh, the songs all have to try to come up with their own Hidden Valley Ranch jingle. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, which reminds me, quick Hidden Valley Ranch update. I did open our Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning packet this week and made two different dishes with them, both of which tasted a little too salty. Um, I used one. We had uh, Hidden Valley Ranch tacos, um, where oh. instead of just a taco seasoning packet, we had some Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning. And it tasted a little bit like ranch. It was kind of impressive, but uh, too salty. And then I also used them on uh, fried eggs. And they tasted like a little bit of dry ranch on my eggs. I don't know. It's like (laughs) as advertised, I guess, is my lesson that I've learned. 
In both cases, <laughs> did you use the powder dry? Oh, well, I guess on the yeah. eggs, you just powder, yeah. you yeah. shook like it in was garlic cases. salt or something? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Which I assume is what they've been doing on the show. They don't mix it into ranch first. Uh, no, but I bet they mix the dry seasoning into, into other seasonings, other seasonings, yes. or into like a wet egg and scramble it. Oh, that yeah. So, th- so that is what I. Oh uh, uh, no, I would have done that. I did fried eggs instead. Um, I'm gonna try one more thing in the next couple weeks, and I'll report back. I still have enough okay. seasoning Sorry for one for more dish. But egg. also mailbag. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Megan. Um, at, satchel. <laughs> I I I leper. Leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> please, please tweet at us and let let us know how that's pronounced. Um, I need help. There's fewer um, vowels than what you'd expect. Leprechaun. Uh, uh, wonders how are you hired to go on Top Chef and not know who Padma is? Apparently, there was a server who didn't know who Padma. But I didn't. I didn't notice that. Did you? Did you guys? I caught that. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Had, someone had to tell him Padma is the one who's beautiful or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You know which one Padma is? She's like no. she's smoking she's hot. Well, they're all smoking hot. Anyway, just come follow me. <laughs> it's like a really good, very relatable stream of consciousness. I have to say, real shout out to Sarah for like kind of externalizing what I'm sure it feels like to actually be in the middle of restaurant wars. Yeah. Like, they were teasing her about going into so much detail on the menu, but I was like, she's been on her feet for, like, 48 hours, yeah. like, wrangling all these servers with, like, the most, like, determined positivity I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> yeah, like, not a terrible let her person monologue. even with no sleep. <laughs> yeah, say that again? She was not a terrible person even with, like, no sleep and, yeah. like, all the stress. No, yeah. she was delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when Padma asked her about it at the judges' table, she was like, I don't know, I was stressed out. <laughs> it yeah. was like such a very, I thought it was so reasonable. And I, I yeah. it, it made me feel like the elves edit where they showed both Padma and Tom rolling their eyes so hard I thought they would break something. Uh, I thought that seemed a little mean. It did yeah. seem a little mean. And they also, usually when they do an edit where someone's like going on for a long time, they'll do like some like do-do-do-do-do music. And like, <laughs> yeah. so, but I didn't, I just thought she was just, explaining the dirt dishes as normal and i um i don't know the way it was edited it didn't seem like she was going on for too long and so it just seemed like abrupt and mean when they said that to her you seemed slightly but mean yeah. to me anyway yeah i got i got a weird vibe from podma this episode and i wonder if like the fact that either because gail's not there or maybe they're being like more flexible with the third judges that podma and tom are taking more of the like judgmental weight mm. when talking about stuff. It just seems like Padma's been pretty mean this season in, si- in situations where I don't think she needs to be as mean. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's interesting. Hmm. Um, or maybe she's just like getting meaner. Yeah, that's possible too. <laughs> maybe she's like Padma over just... it after 16 seasons. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's <laughs> just got some hate in her heart now. Oh, well, like it kind of happens, I guess, if like, if maybe... I don't know, a, like a if a soup boils for too long, right? It kind of like oh, he over reduces. Oh, yeah, and it looks so like tomato paste. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just it's into a salty. very salty Padma. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you know, salty Padma, padma to be so salty. <laughs> well, and once it's salty, you can't take it out. You know. Also, uh, Tom loves it because he's a very salty palate, so he's enjoying salty Padma. Mm. I love salty yeah. Padma. I love yeah, Padma. Yeah, we do too. I actually, I also liked, uh, I feel like t- Tom does enjoy saltiness because in Last Chance Kitchen, the people on the stools, when they were uh, they were being a little uh, uh, mean about some of the dishes, um, or no, it was about, it, I'm trying to remember what they were saying. Oh, no, it was about uh, when uh, she drew Justin, when Nene drew Justin on the knife. Oh, yeah. Pa- yeah. Like Tom came over to the other, the, to the to the stool chefs and was like, Hey man, you know how she wasn't that happy about that, and they were like all having a good time remembering it. <laughs> it was great. Well, and she's like, uh, me, and he's like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy with everybody. And Tom's like, I don't buy. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He he wanted some drama. Sorry, man. Uh, you want Well, I'm I'm walking along with my mail satchel, uh-huh. and I actually just got handed <laughs> oh. a, 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 an email. This just Ooh. in. J- this. Literally just in two minutes ago from Jordan, and it's got a really a lot of really good stuff in it. Uh, so Jordan says, "I have a couple of observations about the front of house uh, mess during both restaurant wars." Oh, thank God you're here, I've worked Jordan. in restaurants for 15 years, front of house. Nice. Ooh, great. It seems like the service Ooh. staff was probably banquet servers. 
Honestly, oh. I think that every year. Most likely yeah. from a local staffing company. Makes sense. This means they know how to serve in a very structured environment, like a wedding or a large function, where the food choices are mapped out. In those settings, they don't have to take orders at the table. In this case, a lot of guidance oh, is needed. Yes, yeah, so they wouldn't know a lot about table numbers and about coming back and getting the different dishes for the tables because they're just like, here's a pile of cheesecakes. Please deliver them to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone gets a cheesecake. You get a cheesecake. You get a cheesecake. You get two yeah, cheesecakes. That's my biggest complaint about this episode is like, Cheese- where was my cheesecake? <laughs> I Listen, I'm sorry, Sarah. Where was I? <laughs> Don't take it out in the episode. Nini, it's not Nini's fault. It's mine. I will take that for Nini. Yeah, it's weird, though, that you had immunity. So it's easy for you to say that right now. Uh, Justin goes on to say Nini, even though she could not arrange the tables. uh, Yeah, she should have spent time to go over the check writing and how to interact with the back of the house. You don't need table numbers to have a basic sense of how to write dishes, courses, and names. Yeah. Uh, chef's instead right. Of, instead of polishing the silver. Right. Yeah. They kept. Uh, they kept um, going back to that moment where she says that, uh, which I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, chefs write extensive, detailed prep lists to keep themselves on task when they're in the weeds. As funny as Brian's service bible was, it acted as a prep, prep list for him because he knows he's scatterbrained and didn't have much experience. Even though he fell behind on prep, uh, he did have the manual to fall back on and that saved him yeah that's interesting it was more it worked for him as well and whereas the like group kumbaya reading of it did might not have done as much as him just having gotten his thoughts on paper right you write it down to remember it yeah and to Mm -hmm. internalize it yeah Mm -hmm. uh jordan concludes by saying as much as we viewers just want to see uh cooking from the chefs getting food out of the kitchen is one of the greatest skills and separates the cooks from the chefs wow yeah what a solid email to show up in the middle of the mail satchel segment thank you so much thank you so much jordan yeah yeah Yeah, is he plugged in from the dark web hello Is yeah, he, he's live. He's using some Russian website to watch our webcams as we do this, and uh, uh, good timing. That insightful. That's what that light means. Wow, I really hope you like morning face for me. <laughs> oh, but we got to see some cute babies. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, really, really good. And if that email had showed up in twenty minutes when we were done recording, I would have been so bummed because great insight. Uh, the banquet servers thing makes so much more sense. Those are the people who would be able to just pop in on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Right, it makes it makes total sense, and they wouldn't know much about writing tickets. Ah, oh, great job. Um, um, at Aunt CMS on Twitter, yes, I uh, noticed when the eliminated chefs packed their knives, they were cleaned up and wearing different chef coats. Yep. Do you think that they film everyone packing their knives before the season even starts? This is a very good Whoa. insight. I think that's probably think true. Do. That's definitely the kind so? of thing they would do. Mm. Yeah, I think you have to make your your exit package in advance probably i like you have your day where you do all your interviews yeah yeah and then maybe you do it that same day so it might be at the end of the process not at the beginning that Um, could be this year i remember past seasons where chefs were like busy trying to hold it together emotionally while packing their knives like last season we had a couple Mm. uh, hard exits like that and so i wonder if they changed it because like nini's hair was different and you know sort of done for that i wonder if it was before or well after yeah, yeah I've, but it certainly isn't in real time. I've definitely with with shows like this. I've no, they've done. Um, uh, I believe oh, it was Last Comic Standing. I remember Last Comic Standing the last season. They did it. They filmed each each uh, comic being announced the winner, so that they oh, could have yeah. filmed the whole show in advance, but then only show the actual winner. So the the, the comics did not know who had won, um, but they had each had to go do a scene of them walking on stage to cheering and crying and getting all the hugs. And then they had to like wow. clean up and do it again for somebody else, oh which is God. so crazy. Wow. That's wow. really messed up. Actually, It's messed up, but it also allows them to keep the secret longer. Cause if you just announce the winner, then it like could leak, I guess. Right. Um, yes. So yeah, I would not put them past this, put this past them at all to have done all the exits so that they're, which would be really fun to watch like the winners fake uh, packing their, my, their knives exit. Where and then you could put the oh, you could do the voiceover of them actually winning. Just be fun thing you could do with the secret footage. Yeah. Anyway, um, good catch, Carla, uh, and thanks to everybody who submitted. Unless there's any last minute additions. Uh, 
Well, Jane concludes our mailbag oh, by yes. saying, Padma's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks Send everybody us a who picture wrote in. of her with a bird on it. <laughs> thanks to everybody who wrote in <laughs> mailbag at packyourmics.com. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, wherever you send us a comment, whenever you send us a comment, Megan will catch it and put it in her bag. All right. And now, real quick, let's talk about uh, the semifinal and final of No Chance Kitchen, you guys. Oh, Double man. No Chance. Okay. First, I would just like to express my displeasure with this structure of the double episode because I didn't quite understand and just clicked on the most recent episode. Oh, no. And it started oh. with brother and Nini walking out. Um, and so then we had to go back and watch the whole semi- semifinal knowing, like, <laughs> actually, it was pretty fun because every time one of them would say, I think I might win, Megan would be like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not, not going to happen. <laughs> we had this real smugness from the future. Um, but anyway, so the we had a... same thing happened to us. You went sorry sir the exact same thing happened yeah we did the same yeah yeah Yeah, it happened to me too i saw adrian walking in in the first like second i was like what and i stopped (laughs) and i just like uh went to the other one it was crazy (laughs) bravo do it better we were fine in la i don't know you did it maybe it's because we're like in hollywood and we understand how like they're trying to communicate these things (laughs) i don't know we're just really plugged in but I'm so sorry for you have an intuitive sense of which episode to click on. <laughs> um, well, so what happened was, uh, first we had a four-way episode between Pablo and Nini and Brother and Natalie. And they each had to, um, they had a pretty open-ended challenge, which was come up with a concept for a restaurant and a signature dish for that restaurant. Or, as Natalie thought, come up with a dish and then make up some bullshit about what the restaurant would be. Yep. And... Uh, which did not work out for her, but I still think her plan was solid. Well, I think the the plan worked out. It was just that the dish wasn't quite quite there. Yeah, that yeah. yes, exactly. Oh man, what was that sound? I don't know. What sound was that sound? What? <laughs> you guys we didn't hear any sound. Oh, okay, so it was clearly on our side. There was just a really pleasant bong noise. Um not oh. like <laughs> Like like bong. I think, I think like we were like, like I feel like Megan and I are now free to move about the cabin. Oh. Are you guys being taken? Right <laughs> I don't know. Now? I don't know. <laughs> nothing is open. Nothing is flashing. There's no indication where it came from. All right. Anyway, sorry. Back to this. Um, it's Jordan. He's on the dark web. <laughs> Jordan, we have enough. We, you, you, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, but... though. Thank you. We deeply appreciate it. Um, so anyway, uh, so they they got to. I liked her. Her plan to work backwards was fine. Her just just didn't taste that good. Um. And uh, uh, although I actually didn't, I didn't love her restaurant concept. NQM, not quite moms, which is where yeah. they make food inspired by their mom. It's just, it's just kind of a mouthful. NQM. Yeah. And Pablo, I like the boldness of just being like, you know what? I'm going to do a carrot really well. And, yeah. And, you know, that, that was a great sort of like courageous decision. Would have been better if he had executed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the it classic. It was beautiful. Looking it was pretty. It was. It was. A classic Top Chef thing where you're like, I'm going to do this again to prove to Tom I know how to make carrots. And then you just blow it again. And Tom was like, no, I just think you can't cook carrots, man. Well, the problem was also it was too acidic. He's like, yeah, you needed to give it more time to let the flavor develop. And it's like, well, well you only had that much time. <laughs> so like. Also, he was cooking the carrot because he just did two main courses where he blew it on the meats and was like, the thing that I think I did wrong was the carrot. Yeah. So I'm going to fix the carrot. I also, bet he's an amazing chef. I'm sure he is. He definitely is, but uh, did not seem to understand that he had what had ha- happened with his short rib. Um, so they had 30 minutes to do their signature dishes. Uh, Pablo, I like Campo as a restaurant. It's kind of yeah. uh, vegetable forward. Um, yeah. Brothers restaurant well nini's first was a good idea and the way they did it in order was that nini said hers which was um mississippi delta meets mekong delta yeah and her name for the restaurant is delta which i think she's going to be disappointed when she does a copyright search on that but uh uh here's the thing i think like you're okay as long as like it's clearly you can't be missing like if she could not like have an airline service (laughs) right yeah like you can Uh, you can have different things named Delta because if they're very, very different worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Although you could just call it Deltas and then not have as much of a problem. Which is Z? Yes. Um, well, wouldn't you assume that was Delta Burke's restaurant? <laughs> yeah, that's why you do it with the Z. 
Um, so uh, yeah, so hers was it was that, and then Brothers was Sun Blossom, which is Southwest meets Japan. So it's like huh. a very, it's like sort of a similar idea, but without the elegance of the two deltas. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man, you could also call it Delta M, and then it's just Triangle M. All right, never mind. All right, so anyway, um, uh, those are the two more thought out ideas. Or apparently, basically, what Tom said was he really likes fusion because uh, he was into both of those restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. Nini threw together a pork chop with corn and tomato salad um, that was good, but could use a little more of everything. And brother made his signature dish from his actual restaurant, tempura jalapeno <laughs> popper, um, that was real, real good, but apparently not Japanese enough for his story he'd made up. If Although, there was a criticism. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which actually makes me wonder, like, why didn't he just do my, like, the... My concept for a restaurant is a restaurant I own. Right. <laughs> Restaurants I own, yeah. Here are my best three dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my well, signature... Does he own his restaurant, or is he, like, the head or executive chef at a place that maybe isn't his? I, w- I wasn't sure. That's a good question. I don't remember, but I'll Google it while you guys talk amongst yourselves. Um, I believe he's. it's his restaurant. It's called Four by Brother Luck. Um, so I feel like that might be his. That would be a real okay. pretentious thing to say if he were a, like a sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a- anyway, so uh, I don't know what four's theme is, but um, so yeah, those the, uh, those two are on the top. Nini and brother. Sad to see Natalie go. Indifferent to see Pablo go. Um, and then part two. Back in the habit, uh, you have uh, the Last Chance Kitchen episode six. One more win, and you're in. Now, what they had to do is those two chefs had to take that same that same restaurant concept and uh, item, listen to Tom's feedback, add two more dishes, and have basically your own mini restaurant wars, which um, I thought was a cool challenge. Yeah, it was yeah. Super I loved cool. it. Yeah, very cool. And they drew from the knife block to pick their teams of, yes. of mm. existing contestants who had nice. no idea what was going on when they walked in. <laughs> I liked that too. Favorite. That was my favorite thing. I love that because in previous years when they've sort of had someone come in from Last Chance Kitchen in the middle of the season, everyone's been like, you know, oh, this person hasn't been around and it's just like felt really weird. But yeah. now, like, because everyone had participated in this last challenge, there, I, don't, I feel like there's a lot of, like, built-in camaraderie there's some there. There's camaraderie already. And, Although, yeah. I, and, and I do like them being, like, or I, I like brother being, like, who are any of these people? Tom's, right, like, yeah. what do you think of this team? He's, like, I don't know. There's just four names written on knives, you weirdo. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> well, but they, they, they like took opposite approaches to, to prepping. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry, Megan, oh. what? It seemed like he knew someone. Oh, he, yeah, he, he, he did seem like he was like, I'm into Brian or whatever. No, he knew Eddie. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. he did know Eddie? Because mm-hmm. when he selected Eddie to be his, like, partner in crime, Sarah was like, oh, no, not Eddie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it no, seemed Eddie's like maybe he knew Eddie, okay. or at least he knew an, an Eddie because he saw the knife Eddie and was like, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he just that's had a knife named before. Eddie. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but brother just sort of paired him up randomly and like started grabbing ingredients whereas Nini like wrote out little scraps of paper for each person mm-hmm. and uh which I thought what I really liked about this challenge is I think it's a better test of who's an actually good chef than most other challenges they have like yep. it's most of the challenges are about like their culinary creativity but this was great about showing how they delegate tasks come up with like the big picture idea Mm-hmm. And make sure that they're having, they're like getting a team of people to make that happen. Yeah, how much do you really love cool uh, the the cooks like bringing the chef something, taste it, and the chef would have like a tweak, yes. like go do that, and then the cook that was like, was "Yes, so I will." Uh, oh, it was really good, and and there was like good feedback from the chefs. I like, uh, I felt like, I felt like all of the chefs jumped into uh, cooking for the mini restaurant wars teams for the last year's kitchen people with the full gusto of actual employees who cared about their job. Like, they were all into it, and they tried hard. Even people who seemed like maybe they did not want their person to win. Kelsey! (laughs) Actually, so this is something I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, I was noticing... So, like, Judge's table got a little bit tense, as Mm -hmm. might be expected. But then even in the stew room afterwards, like... Everyone was, like, hugging each other. They were, like, acknowledging it was hard for everyone. Yeah. And then, like, the tenor of people during Last Chance Kitchen is, like, we got to get Nini back. That was 
really yeah. messed up. We don't want to get her back in the competition. Like totally. the the like camaraderie is so impressive to me because I feel like so often it would be really easy to be like to just like continue that conflict over, but it felt like everyone genuinely liked and respected each other and like yeah. wanted that to get better. It's a I also good... really loved when Kelsey was like, I need Nini back to braid my hair. Mm. And I turned to Kyle and it, like I had just solved a cold case was like, that's why her hair has been looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. Excellent detective work. Uh. Yes. Ah, one plus one equals hair braid. <laughs> Although I love that Kelsey was too competitive to like sabotage. Anything. Yeah, her interview like, no, like, I want to win. I could just ruin this because I definitely want my friend back but nah <laughs> wait side note i like the idea of uh, sarah of you having like this like murder notebook uh of, of just like the hairbraid <laughs> case that you yeah. just like finally close it up and you're like i can like, rest now all of my guesses about nini's like makeup products next to like all of my guesses about who gets their hair nice with what things <laughs> <laughs> um i i thought so the the one interesting one obviously is justin going over to nini's team and yep. He said no hard feelings, even though it seemed like maybe the hard feelings were not his to dismiss. They were hers. Right. Yeah. But I did feel like what he actually did was he f- threw himself into cooking for her and was good at it. So, yeah. yeah, whatever the feelings were, however they moved, if she was willing to forgive him, he was going to be a good employee. Yeah. And I put the nerd at cook. Was. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, sir. Oh, no, I was just saying, I loved how he was. Like, I maybe they've done this before and I've just never noticed, but how... Ever- Every question he asked when she answered, he repeated it with heard. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I don't know if they've done that before, but he did it every single time and it just made me. You don't always see it in this situation. It's definitely a classic restaurant thing. Yeah, because like there, it's loud, it's hot. There's knives, like you know, things could be miscommunicated. So you don't just say yes, I got it, you know, because how does the person know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you say five, thank you, like a like a drama nerd. And I love how Justin, like, Nini put Justin, the nerd about Southern food, to go cook the po' shrimp, because she knew he could just yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was the best worked. one. He was like, how do you want this fried? She's like, po' boy shrimp. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, <laughs> but he made it too dry. So Too much breading. Oh, there were two, um, t- uh, I think there's two, the other, one other drama is there was some shade thrown at Brother for cooking a signature dish from his actual restaurant. Um, for his signature dish for this fake restaurant. Some people were kind of down on that. How do you guys feel? Is that, do you guys feel like that feels like cheating? Um, I mean, it's like you planned for a signature dish several years before. I, I don't know. I, you can't like, a signature is your signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I, think- I mean, it's only cheating if it's significantly better than everybody else's, but the danger with something you've been cooking for years and years is that it's stale. That yeah, you're not totally possibility to what's there. So. Yeah. Also, well, for fans of uh, the Last Table, this came into play in the finale of the Last Table too. A final table. Final table. Final table. Sorry. Oh, well, we haven't what gotten there yet. That's intriguing. The last table. The last table. Well, I won't. I won't spoil it then. But the same debate comes to play in the final challenge there. I and think that's so interesting. This has definitely come up on Top Chef before too. I think it's a little weird with Brother because like. This is 247th last chance kitchen in a row. Yeah. And so it's hard to be like, man, it's cheating that you just do that one dish and you just saved it for exactly the 270th time you were cooking here. Like, yeah, he's done enough challenges on the fly that it feels like if he kept this in his back pocket for just such an occasion, good for him. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's probably what, what I'll say in his defense is like the challenge was come up with the signature dish of a restaurant that's an expression of you and if he feels that his restaurant is an expression of himself true like he's already done that work and that is the signature dish yeah. uh, i almost think it'd be kind of like a real my a real struggle to say like all right well i already did this once let me do it again in a way that i feel equally proud of mm-hmm. like that would put that'd be tough to me yeah uh, but i do think it's a little weak sauce also- and he wasn't well, he was, I mean, he told Tom that it was the signature yeah. dish at his restaurant. Yeah. And, and Tom's face was like, I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must be very tasty. Yeah. But also, you know, like, really, he had similar criticism on that. He, like, he, he didn't think that it was Japanese enough either time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is neck and neck pretty much going into the third course here, it seems, from the criticism. So, yeah. 
you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, it feels like he was like, oh, you're, you want more Japanese? I'll change the vinegar in my pickling and then just did not pickle it very well. So, he, but here's the problem, I guess, because hashtag justice for Nini. I want Nini back so bad. And we saw three courses, and my calculation was, because uh, his first one was like awesome, but not quite Japanese enough, and her first course was, um, was it a little salty? What was the... Uh, the breading was a little dry. Oh, the breading the was a little dry. Are great. But it was delicious. And they yeah, wanted yeah. a dipping sauce instead of a drizzle. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then the second one, uh, his was really, really good. And then her second one was like good, but... No, it was good. He was but good. It, maybe not superlative. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just blown away. And then, so, like, by my math, it seems like either brother needs to stumble hard on the third course or Nini's dessert needs to just, just blow him out of the water because otherwise right. he might be slightly ahead right now. That's how I read it, too. Yeah. Which, so, we, f- we figured it out. Oh, you did? I don't know. Okay, so don't we tell did. us, but tell me how you figured okay. it out. Um, freeze framing um, uh, in the previews. You tried to figure it out. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guilty for sure. Oh we man. Oh, well, good for you, sleuths. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's still working on hair braids, and you guys figured out the future of television. So help me with my hair. <laughs> Who's in tune with Hollywood now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I I can't wait to find out, and I hear more about this next week, whether you guys were right or not. I assume you were. Um, I am preparing myself for disappointment. Um, I want Nini... I prefer Nini so hard right now, although when Brother pointed out that last year he did the greatest run in the history of Last Chance Kitchen and then lost in the finals, and now has done an incredible run in Last Chance Kitchen and is in the finals if he did win it would be i like i would not be as happy but i'd be like begrudging respect i guess like yeah you did it you earned that yeah. that's impressive yeah. as hell it's like we have a capital w win and a lowercase w win um regardless of the result yeah absolutely i think that's yeah i think that's totally fair so and either way a uh, bunch of good jim sitting on a stool in the background so that was fun too yeah, Jim um, had some good comments. I liked yeah, it. He did. Well, there was a moment when they revealed how the, the I believe when it was, they revealed the sous chefs, where Jim was just like clearly stoked as a fan, like, what a cool twist. Like he was, he really <laughs> it was into it. Uh, and I that made me very happy to see him just see, enjoying thought, the show inside the show. I thought yeah. he was nodding um, because he knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because he he, know, he understands the show, so it panned to him, and he was just like nodding. Yeah, like oh, it's so He's like, oh yeah, Jim's the coming. greatest. Yeah, uh. um, maybe we should get him back in a week or two and talk about his opinion about how this whole thing wrapped up there. Um, but let's uh, we are going to wrap up here. Um, does anybody have beside that? Does anybody have any non freeze frame based predictions for the next couple weeks? Um, uh, for yes. next couple weeks yeah megan you can do next week for go ahead oh i was i was gonna make a another prediction yeah let's do it which is um you know how they usually go to a different location for oh for the, the finals the finals uh-huh. yeah i think they're just gonna like move into the garden <laughs> oh we haven't heard <laughs> from the garden, garden in a has while to come back oh, oh Chekhov's garden garden party Chekhov's garden for the finals you can only cook food you grew yourself mm-hmm. yes <laughs> I guarantee you that garden is not a nice garden only. No, it's a, it's a monkey's also, paw garden. Props to saying Garandam tea. Yeah, good for you. Tea. Did well, I say that? You did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Did you not remember saying that? <laughs> no, I blacked out. It was a Sarah's second eyes are, ago. pupils are massive right now. <laughs> you know how sharks, they close their eyes when they eat? It's Sarah can't remember what she's actually saying. <laughs> no, I speak too fast. I'm like a Gilmore girl. <laughs> Uh, good topical reference, just like a Gilmore girl would. Um, who else had a prediction? I have a very bold. I have a bold prediction. Yes, not uh, freeze frame related. I mean, we have like the elves have told us that they're going to a 1920s style buffet. Yes, yes. My bold prediction is they're not just going to a themed event. They're going back to the 1920s, <laughs> and they're going to have to cook. In the style of chefs in the 1920s, making oh, a lavish. Oh, uh, I misunderstood. For a second, I thought you meant you believed actual time travel was going to happen. I believe yeah. both. I believe oh, both. Yeah. They're going to well, actually time travel, one. and that will play into the challenge. 
play into their entire lives. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> the butterfly effect. Yeah. Guys, also update from, from our household. Maya just came back to the other room with a sandwich. I'm not sure exactly. Oh. <laughs> like, we didn't make her a sandwich. I don't know how she yeah. got one. Yeah. She enlisted <laughs> some help, sandwich. maybe? Maybe somebody yeah, well, went back in time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she takes after sandwich. you, Ez. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Wait, but how did she get the banana? Um, I like that prediction a lot. Well, uh, does anybody else have any last like, closing thoughts or predictions? I think that's great. Time travel otherwise? I think that's great, too. All right. Um, if those things happen, we'll talk about them on upcoming episodes of Pack Your Mics. Please get in touch. We really appreciate it. Uh, PackYourMics.com for all of your Pack Your Mics related needs, as well as Facebook, Twitter, um, email and of course we're on uh, iTunes and Google Play and all of uh, the places wherever you listen to podcasts we would appreciate it if you would throw us a review um, as many stars as you think is necessary to keep our emotional well-being intact uh, that would be that would be awesome and uh, we will be back next week thanks thanks for being here everybody Chris thanks for making it yeah um, say hi to the brunch party sorry we couldn't be there and uh, oh, tell no Tanya we miss her and um it smells like cinnamon rolls, is what it smells like. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, um, it's a stroke. And thanks for being here in Los Angeles. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah, it's so great. Um, and then uh, San Francisco, great talking to you guys. I will see you next week. So next week, uh, uh, we're going to try to record an episode where I will be hanging out with Ezra and Sarah and Maya, and then uh, we'll get this the rest great. of the gang on really the phone. We can really use the help over here, Alex. Yay! Yeah, we need a third, a third pair of hands. Also, the... Caleb is here as well, but he can watch TV now, so he yeah, right. goes Yeah, he's... I, <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, I didn't mean to like leave him out entirely, just that in the past he was uh, interrupting, and now he seems to be chill, and Maya's involved, so... Um, yeah, he's he's just over there brainwashed, and uh, <laughs> I know it's it's look it's My Little Pony friendship magic, right? It's like it's oh. all like it's oh, okay, he's child. learning about the power of friendship. Yeah, he's yeah. learning good things. <clears throat> he he's a brony, which <laughs> apparently is the word for yeah. It, it well, no, usually it usually is applied to adults. I I think he could just be a normal person who's watching a show. Hey, he can be a child. <laughs> yeah, he's still a child. Uh, it's no, a great show. Yeah, we we try to you know, have like a well-rounded diet of things. So it's like I feel like he should be like pop conversant with everyone he meets. <laughs> uh, so it's like next he's watching The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sopranos. I'm curious what his opinion on the ending is. It's, uh, it, it wasn't very satisfying to me, but he's he's probably into it. Yeah, just just cut it off. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll be back. Let's talk about that next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.